You are listening to WNHHLP, 103.5 FM New Haven, streaming live at www.newhavenindependent.org and broadcasting live from our offices on Elm Street. This is another episode of The Tom Ficklin Show with Tom Ficklin. Good morning, everyone. It's, again, another pleasure to kind of be with you on this Monday morning. And Lucy, tell folks again, if they're listening, then they have to go and they have to kind of go to work or the boss says to do this. Although we know their first allegiance should be listening to the Tom Ficklin show, but on Monday morning at 10 o'clock. But if something happens and they can't kind of hang with us, how can they kind of retrieve us later and find us for the archive and binge on the Tom Ficklin show? Sure. There are a couple different ways to find this show and all shows on WNHHLP. The easiest is to go to our website, www.newhavenindependent.org where I post a daily roundup uh, of all shows, but you can also go to SoundCloud or iTunes and search for WNHH Community Radio. And all of those are free. Free. And you know, Lucy, when we talk about freedom, uh, and we're gonna, and this show actually is going to discuss freedom, but not in a metaphorical or a hypothetical standpoint, but in a real, real fundamental and tangible way of what does freedom mean and how does... Uh, our freedom relate to really our expression of our freedom. Is it freedom to kill? Is it freedom to love? Is it, or is there something about accountability for freedom? So I have Victoria Griscow with me, the founder of the Connecticut Center for Nonviolence. John Levi Lewis is here as well, and John's been with, with uh, the center for about two years, and Victoria is the founder. We're going to go back and forth in terms of the, uh, the, the history of the organization, and when I mean back and forth, we're going to talk about some of the things they've done, but even just as importantly, and what they've done also has been historical in terms of the, the efforts to create peace and harmony in Connecticut and elsewhere. They're, 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 they're ten, 10 years old, Victoria, right? That's correct. But they're just, they're just, I mean, they're just like getting started. Mm-hmm. I mean, after 10 years and who knows where this, this initiative should go. And it's one of the uh, hidden jewels here in New Haven and in Connecticut and Hartford, et cetera, and Bridgeport, actually throughout the state um, of what the Connecticut Center for Nonviolence has been doing and not what they've been uh, indoctrinating or, or baptizing people, but just really giving people opportunities to express what does freedom mean? What does it mean to be a global citizen? What does it mean to even follow particular uh, dictates that might be uh, emanating from the, the, the founder, that uh, not the founder, but there's a person in particular that we all know that this Connecticut Center for Nonviolence was uh, created around, and you have some, in this case, not disciples, but also followers and people that worked with Martin Luther King Jr. and still very active and alive. So Victoria, good morning. John, good morning. Let's jump right in. The Connecticut Center for Nonviolence is... Good morning. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you, Tom. Good morning, Tom. How are you good doing? Good morning, John. So, so Victoria, sh- share with us the Connecticut Center for Nonviolence, and it's based on some really, even if Martin Luther King Jr. had not been born, we know that peace is something that's hopefully part of our DNA from whenever we're born, but to have such an archetypal figure, a living figure, I should say, in our own mind and our spirit... And for you, got to ba- for you, for you to base your curriculum, your philosophy, your intentions, to kind of uh, let let people know that you're part of this this not just this message, but this movement. Mm, thank you so much, Tom. It really is a movement because it's a movement in thinking as well as action, physical action as well as what we think we become. Right? Um, Dr. Martin Luther King influenced my life massively. I, I was alive. I'm alive when he was alive. Mm-hmm. I, I recognized what he was doing. And in my journey, I came upon, you mentioned a living legend who yes. is with us now, Dr. Yes. Bernard Lafayette, Jr., 
who worked with Martin Luther King, for those of you that don't know, for 10 years and was uh, one of the original founders uh, or organizers of Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, came along, uh, worked in several of the movements, Selma in particular, laid a lot of the groundwork for the Selma movement, and then also was appointed by Dr. Martin Luther King mm-hmm. to be the national chairperson of the People's Pan- uh, mm-hmm. the Poor People's mm-hmm. Campaign. So this gentleman, um, Bernard Lafayette, became my mentor in 2005, mm-hmm. and uh, I was already on the path and the journey about Martin Luther King because he was assassinated when I was 12 years old, mm-hmm. and I went to school in New York City, Queens, where I was born, and our school was completely integrated, magnificently diverse, and... We watched the civil rights uh, movement unfold on on television. Mm. Walter Cronkite on the news. It mm-hmm. was our it was our daily diet. And as a young person, a, a Caucasian person living in a very mixed racial community, I could not even sit idly by then mm-hmm. and accept that this indifference, this this uh, incredible inequality, was part of a normal normalcy in America. Yes. And um, so his influence was massive. And when his uh, date of birth became a national holiday. Mm-hmm. I founded or uh, an entire commemoration ceremony for oh, Martin tremendous. Luther King. I yes. did. And I felt like here we have in America a man of peace, a man of nonviolence, and an African-American man on top of all of that, mm-hmm. which is such a powerful message sending to children and American citizens. Yeah. So I wanted to utilize that holiday and I founded a commemoration that lasted 20 years. And, yeah, <laughs> I love yeah, that. In Litchfield, Connecticut. But in the process, I met Bernard Lafayette 10 mm-hmm. years into my journey. Mm-hmm. I met Bernard and he um, adopted me immediately. And I was blown away to learn that there are these principles of nonviolence, yes. actual legacy written words that Martin Luther King out of the eight books that he's written, by the mm-hmm. way, and the mm-hmm. 40,000 sermons he spoke, mm-hmm. there were a set of principles and yes. guidelines. And I remember crying when I first heard that there was such a thing. I remember crying when I read them, and I thought I would love to devote the rest of my life to learning how to follow these thoughts, which is an everyday process. No one ever really accomplishes that. Yes, you, it's yes. a journey. It's a pilgrimage. And yes. I, I, too, am on that pilgrimage. I, I love the, the your your alliteration and, and your kind of enabling up enabling us to really imagine what what you're doing when you mention the journey and the mm-hmm. metaphor and the, and the path. And John, I'm going to bring you in a, in a second. Uh, the Connecticut Center for, for Nonviolence, where this show is not a, it's a historical reprise. There's some very important activities that you guys are going to be involved with or, or, or are involved with. And if folks want more information about your fall introductory sessions, your potential workshops, how to get involved, how should they contact you? Yeah, thank you. They can contact us by going to www.ctnonviolence.org emailing us at info at ctnonviolence.org. They can also call us, 860-567-3441. Tremendous. Throughout, John, throughout this uh, this show, and we have about another 40 minutes or so, we're going to kind of continue to share that, that contact information because rather than having a message to have a movement, we have to stay in communication with, other, with each other, if not constantly, a lot, consistently. I mean, consistency is the key. And when you mention Bernard Lafayette and, and, and SNCC and just the other components uh, of the civil rights movement. There's so much, and today we're involved with the civil rights movement. Very so uh, we hear about Occupy Wall Street, we hear about Black Lives Matter, All mm-hmm. Lives Matter, we know about the Kaepernick situation. So we can see the times have always been ripe for, for righteousness and, 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 and uplift and, and positive struggle. 
Uh, John, what kind of attracted you to get involved with this suffragette over here? This 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 rabble rouser, <laughs> this this uh, uh, John, John Johnny Brown, this Johnny Brown, or or Andrea Brown, or Christina Brown, or Victoria Brown, <laughs> kind of the abolitionist here. What, what kind of attracted you because you've again john john you people know you from the area in terms of your religious commitment in terms of your social activism work with new haven family alliance other 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 involvements i grew up in the west the west rock area but what what kind of attracted you to kind of put this on your plate because i've been impressed with your commitment to it as well um well i mean like you said the family alliance uh and you know some of the work that i uh i uh was doing with them and um and actually it wasn't something that I kind of was looking for it. It kind of just came mm. to me mm-hmm. as, as I am also on my pilgrimage mm-hmm. and doing and, and attempting to do some things that will help bring uh, a peace into our, our society. Yes. Uh, but I got a phone call uh, from, um, uh, I think, Shirley, Shirley West, because the oh, uh, Center for Nonviolence was um, uh, doing the training mm-hmm. uh, with the Family Alliance. Mm-hmm. And she told me to give uh, Victoria a call. Yes. And uh, I called Victoria and I said, uh, uh, I'm supposed to be in this class. Or something, there was one, she said, there's no more slots open Uh or anything like that. But I said, I'm supposed to (laughs) take this. I know Uh there's got to be. And so it just came. And and then once I I got involved with it, it was just perfect um, for what I was involved in with the Brotherhood and the Christian Community Commission Mm -hmm. and the host and all those other things that I committed my life to to bring forth change in the community. And one of the things about the center, it really is the opportunity and it gives way for a real conversation. Indeed. And it's safe. Indeed. You know, uh, the principles of, of nonviolence, the philosophy of Dr. King, it really is a safe conversation that does not try to bully you into doing it that way. But it creates an atmosphere mm. where it, it really is. It, it does um, open up where you don't feel like somebody's trying to coerce you into doing it a certain way. But it makes you feel free to tell and to Good. express the Good. things that you, you we deal with mm-hmm. on, on a daily basis, especially in the black community, mm-hmm. that we deal with on a, a daily basis, uh, attempting to get our voices to be heard. Yes. And so this definitely the philosophy, the teaching, the, the nonviolent principles, the the information, I mean, the, the steps, all of that. It really does help us be able to have a, a real healthy conversation with reconciliation tied to it. Perfect. Perfect. Very powerful. Let me say right now, we're going to have to have you guys back probably in early, early January, but be, between now and January and also in this last six months, and I mentioned as at the opening of the show that we're going to talk about some tangible, hands-on, uh, being present manifestations. And even, I know you've had your training sessions, but but tell us, walk us through a little bit of, because you work with police departments, you work with youth. So this is not just hearing, hearing a sermon or reading all nine or 10,000 sermons that, that uh, Martin Luther King Jr. has provided, but tell us a little bit about that's what I've really been been uh, intrigued about, just been, being able to penetrate the police systems to have them invite you in, to work with young people. You're, you've had murals. So, yeah. so share with us some of the actual... I'd be happy to share the young people work, and then I'm going to definitely ask John to talk a bit about the police work okay. because it's his community liaison work that has Tremendous. brought the police to us right. here in New Haven right. with this work also with the ambassadors. So it's been fabulous. Um, the, the youth... First of all, we started in 2012 in Hartford with a three-week uh, nonstop, nine to four every single day, training for 50 high school mm. youth. Um, and that that particular model was our first of its kind to, to really amass that much. And that we call thinking, one word, thinking, 
youth nonviolence leadership. Mm. Since then, we continue to train Hartford and now New Haven youth mm-hmm. in the principles, in the steps, in the history. There's There are four campaigns of Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, reign, mm-hmm. let's say, mm-hmm. where in 10 years, four laws were changed in mm-hmm. the United mm-hmm. States. And how uh, that history is not taught in school for the most part, mm-hmm, for the mm-hmm, most part. Mm-hmm. And that history is also relevant to why we are in the conditions that are still looming mm-hmm. with us today. Mm-hmm. And that history is not um, only for uh, black students, but it's for white students. It's for people of every single race and background in our country yes. to understand. Yes. And that is something that empowers the youth to really understand where they came from. Then also we look at conflict and we analyze it up one side, down the other, and we discuss it and we role play and mm. we act it out mm. and we mm. we uh, make music when we're working with youth mm-hmm. and we draw when we're working with youth and we do um, all kinds of acting exercises to help them really feel what it's like to be in the shoes of mm. these activists. Oh, I like that. I and like to that. Be, yeah, and to become those activists mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. We also work diligently on their communication skills. So... Through this, through this transition of um, since 2012, we continually in the summer train as many as 30, 40 Hartford youth and in New Haven, as many as 26 youth at Christian Tabernacle Baptist Church. Mm -hmm. And then these youth are now training other youth. So that's the whole thing. It's a training the trainer model. Adults is the same, but also with youth. And now we have um, nine youth in Hartford that have stuck with us with Pastor James Lane's leadership at Mm -hmm. the Wilson Gray YMCA. We've had these youth remain in a program four days a week uh, for for about a year and a half. And they just never, they don't want to leave, and they're going out. They spoke to the governor. They've spoken to Chris Murphy. They've Mm -hmm. spoken at the State House. They have spoken up, and they've trained other youth um, that are younger than they are. So it's very profound, very profound. John, I'll come to you in a second. Mm -hmm. We're going to... Victoria, I'm going to drill down. I'm not necessarily sure. this moment, but in about ten minutes, even more more on that. Do, do you want to give? We often hear uh, when you start in one town the difficulties and challenges of mm-hmm. perhaps getting involved or showing your your skill set in another town. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give any shout outs to anyone in New Haven that enabled you to kind of land here? Oh, or? I love that question. Yes. Well, first of all, it it really began with. Um, Institute of Municipal and Regional Policy at CCSU, who was mm. able to bring in some of the money from state funding mm-hmm. and help us direct us here. And we were then introduced to Southern Connecticut State University mm-hmm. and Shirley Anderson over there at the library. We adore right. her and right. other leaders at Southern that have been very helpful, um, Quinton Robinson. Mm-hmm. From there, because we were at Southern, that's when we met um, Pastor John Lewis because mm-hmm. he came in with Shirley West and a New Haven Family Alliance mm-hmm. was yes. very, very supportive. They sent a lot of their street workers and others yes. to come for the training, and um, they continued to help us. Um, and also here in Maryland, Ford is out here in New yes, Haven. Yes, spoke, spoke, Mo- to, Mar- spoke yes. to Marilyn last week. Yeah. Yes, moving around. She's a very, very good friend P- professor of Dr. L- Lafayette, yes, right? at the law, law school at mm-hmm. And the Alder people I've met through Pastor Lewis. Again, Pastor Lewis has been our strongest liaison in the city mm-hmm. um, because he continually introduces the center to numerous different um, yes. communities. And I know, Tom, you and I met, I think, a while ago uh, through the African uh, yes, American Affairs Commission. Commission. Which doesn't exist as an entity, but it it's doesn't. now. It's been, but it's been merged with uh, 
through through the state consolidation. So the, yes. the, the 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 mission is still alive, but it's it's more aligned with the new. They're rebranding themselves in addition to that. But, I know. <laughs> and then you've been so helpful too. Thank you so much on Facebook. You're continuously promoting everything that we're doing and helping us to get into the eyes and into well, the ears of you. others I, that would not have known yes. us had you not introduced us. I, I appreciate that, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll admit I'm a. I know addict is not a good word, but you can certainly be pat. You can be addicted to some things. You can do some good good addictions, or mm-hmm. let's just say passionate, or, or just uh, to be to, to be energized by mm-hmm. things. And I think that the challenge is for us to identify what energizes you, whether it's an external injection of something, yes. or whether it's just a mental trigger. And and how do you kind of tr- trigger yourself, stimulate yourself to kind of right. really be a and not to be. Uh, Pavlovian in terms of those triggers. We don't do not want to act like robots. Right. We still can have free free expression and freedom. Right. But yeah, what does turn you on? What 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 turns mm-hmm. you on in life? And so I'm I've been turned on in, in my young age of, of 67 years old to kind of <laughs> awesome. to kind of just uh, be, be re- reborn. But but John Victoria re- re- referenced your uh, referenced your involvement uh, in terms of enabling the initiative to get to penetrate the the, the police Definitely. system. That's that's like. There's been so much 40, 50, 60 years of community uh, 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 antagonism or community dis- disconnect with with the police system. And for you to kind of be asked to train the police officers? Yeah. yeah. Tell, I mean, this this is... Well, it, on, 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 along with that, you was kind of giving some recognition to, and, and, and actually we, it's the New Haven uh, PD and also Yale PD. And, and, and the Yale first PD training, as well. The Yale yeah. PD, the first training we did, we, it was all... Uh, with uh, Chief Higgins mm-hmm. over at Yale, which has been very instrumental. And as soon as we um, kind of uh, uh, offered it to him, he jumped right on it. Chief, and, Chief Ronald. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And, and he's been very helpful. And then also the New Haven PD uh, yes. definitely em- embraced it. And it, it, Tom, it was just a matter of me being a part of the community, not liking mm. the interaction or the disconnect mm-hmm. uh, uh, with the community and police because, you know, again, I can... Uh, yell and, and and address the police in any kind of way and, yes. and scream at them and tell them this and that. But then at the end of the day, they're human beings also. Yes. So what is a better way for us to be able to communicate effectively so that we really can have that beloved community, which is one of the principles mm-hmm. of nonviolence. And uh, as I said, the the Center for Nonviolence became the articulation for that. Yes. It became the conversation, the availability to make that change. And so with that, I just felt that, you know, instead of me just being up, you know, up in arms about the way that the police officers were uh, addressing the community, which I am a part of the Mm -hmm. community, and I got addressed in the wrong manner, let's do something about Mm -hmm. it in fairness. Mm -hmm. Not Mm -hmm. just because I was done wrong in the way that it it would happen to me, but I'm thinking about the officer that might not even had an opportunity to interact with me, not knowing me, not knowing my community, yes. not even knowing anything about See? where he's at. And so this gives that opportunity to that. So again, uh, Chief Higgins allowed us to come in and conversate and, and walk through a process of training with the Yale officers and then also with the New Haven PD. Uh, at the time, it was S- uh, Chief Esterman mm-hmm. that was there and Casanova and Vasquez, mm-hmm. uh, who retired, but Casanova has now been working along with us, along with Chief Campbell and, and all those at the PD. We have, I think, we actually we've trained probably about six or seven mm-hmm. New Haven officers. But right now, and then there'll be trainers, they're like trainers, right? Trainers. They're trainers, they're trainers. Mm-hmm. and right now we have three that are active: uh, uh, Lieutenant Brown, uh, Captain yes. Hilliger, and Sergeant Hoyt. 
Te- tease, uh, tease us a little bit. Uh, you may not be able to, to reveal any of your estate training secrets because I know you're going to be copyrighted and everything. But what, what might be some of the exercises or conversations or how do you measure? Just help us to see we're in the class. What, 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 what can you share? That what, what takes place? I'm a new police officer and I'm listening to you. And what, do you. what are you asking me to do or think or interact? Well, I think for the officers, historical information is very crucial. Mm. Because some of the things that they're coming into in our community, especially in the black community, we're talking about the black community, mm-hmm. especially right now where we're having or the problems are stemming from mm-hmm. when it comes down to the interaction with law enforcement and community. And in that community, there's some information that is given from a historical perspective that they may not be privy to. Give me an example. Well, I mean, the civil rights movement, the oh, children's yes. march. Yes, yes, You know, yes, and so those yes. those things, when the officers Black see, Lives Matter, yeah, sure. All, all of that. I mean, talking about history. Okay. And being able to couple it and, and do a comparative with Black Lives mm-hmm, Matter. Mm-hmm. Why? Because... It stopped, and now we are right now involved in keeping it going. Indeed. I do believe, and one of the things that I say is that I I think uh, with Dr. King, accomplishments was made, but what happened, I believe it stopped. And Mm -hmm, so now mm -hmm, that momentum, mm -hmm, not just a mm -hmm. moment, but the momentum and the movement has Mm -hmm. to be picked up, and this is what that does. But you'd be surprised at how many officers, and especially the white officers, that knew nothing about nothing, nothing. The Children's March or even about Bull Connor or none of those things. The only thing they knew about Dr. King in some aspect is I have a dream and then, Mm -hmm. you know, black folks wanted justice and all of that. But when they see a visual of what was happening to a people Mm -hmm. that was being discriminated against. I mean, there were some things where the officer said it even makes me ashamed to be an officer. And I'm not saying that's everybody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, But the, mm -hmm. the thing that the center does and what we attempt to do in all cases is to understand, go beyond the individual and attack the forces of evil, not the individual. Mm, and mm. so there's a force behind. Bull Connor was a force mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. had to obey mm-hmm. in doing their job. And care. Either you want to get paid and have a job or, or, or you just, you know, walk off the job, you get fired. So yes. we got to understand that. You know, all conflict has history yes. and everything that is involved in that. So we want to give them that opportunity. So in the de- in the department, what happens is that we create an atmosphere for change for you to do the right thing. Good. You don't have to follow suit with some of the people that you might feel that was doing wrong or do wrong. But on the flip side of that, also with the community, as we're dealing with the community, because it's police, clergy, and community. Good, and another good. person I want to give a shout out Absolutely. to is uh, Keith King. Yes, yes. Reverend, Reverend Keith right, King. Yeah. Keith Christian, Christian with the Tabernacle. ambassador's program, he was the one that really gave him and brought me to the table with the training to help this get going. Because, I mean, again, when I say, you know, one of my go-to pastors is Keith, because, mm-hmm. he, again, he's a, he, he really has a lot yes, of integrity, and I respect him very much. Yes. the judicial system. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so with that, but still on both sides, Tom, we have to be fair. Now, again, I, uh, you know, one of the things I just want to bring mm-hmm, up that uh, mm-hmm. I believe the young man in Dallas. Uh, that, that, yes, he's that, recently uh, the, the chief or, no, or, the, or no, the gentleman no, that, that the shot. The gentleman that shot the, yes, the yes, police the five, officers. Yes. One of the things that we have to realize, injustice is, is, is always going to birth revolutionaries and sometimes those revolutionaries will not take about it in the right manner mm-hmm. and justice is right now creating movements and and and, and sometimes they're not going to be the best kind of movement because yes. violence is going to be involved in that but 
what happens is that that young man was was not able to articulate mm -hmm. his frustration, his anger, and he did it the way that he felt that he he the way that he can do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when he came out and when he made the statement, and this is what we got to be careful with the media, no pun intended, but we have to be careful with the media and their articulation, how they twist things and yes, turn yes, things. Yes. See, because the young man said, I came here to kill white and white police officers. He did not attack the whole police department. And what happens is that we involve the whole PD as the PD sometime or some officers involve the whole community. You black, you bad. You mm -hmm. black, you a mm -hmm. criminal. Mm -hmm. We cannot give back to them what they somewhat give to us. Good, very good And point. so we have to be clear and deal with the issue. And so dealing with the issue in the way that we do, we create an atmosphere for those individuals who might be wearing the badge to have an opportunity to do it the right way. I don't have to be a part of that. See, I don't have good, to, good, you know, good, address good, the issue good, in that way. Good. And at the same time, like I said, with the community, we have to be open also. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be able to look beyond the individual and attack the system and deal with the system because it's systemic. We cannot just attack individuals, but if we keep the issue uh, relevant and not just attack one person, but attempt to get to the source, then we'll see a lot of things come about. And one thing with Dr. King, in we'll the, see a lot of things in terms right of the, beloved, change. the beloved community yes. as well. But reconciliation mm -hmm. was at the foundation of everything mm -hmm. that Dr. King did. Mm -hmm. That's a difficult thing for a victim, Tom. And yes. I'm not saying that it's not. But the, uh, King said, uh, Martin Luther King said, undeserved suffering is redemptive. Mm. That we that are the victims of injustice have the ability to create an atmosphere for real change. Indeed. And we got to understand the power that we hold and not become the victimizer. Indeed. Because they did it to us, we do it to them. That's not punkish, that's courageous. And, and, and that's and John, what King, and, yes. And, and John, just, just hold that point because yeah. I, I, hope, I hope people get listening and I hope that they're inspired to find out more by coming to your training session. So this yes. is this is just not a sermon or a discussion or, or a diatribe yes. this morning. So this you have this you have some opportunities between now and December for people to get involved. Absolutely. Share with share with us. Uh, yes, we and, definitely And John will be there to fire you up as well. So, oh yes. Yeah. So John will be there <laughs> to fire you mm -hmm. up. Well yes, absolutely. And, uh September twenty third and twenty fourth at St Andrew's Church on Ivy Street, uh in, here in New Haven. I've th at Friday night and all day Saturday, an introduction to Kingian and nonviolence conflict reconciliation. And people come to that and then they might have a chance to even take, take a deeper yes. dive by. Mm -hmm. We can get into a deeper dive all the way through November and December. We're wanting because the demand is strong to do certification training, which is about 60 hours in total. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Bernard Lafayette will be there as well. Mm -hmm. So we're building that whole um, group now. And so that will happen at the end, middle of October into all of and, 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 and as John was mentioning in terms of the reconciliation, mm -hmm. yes, you know, really, really, really the, the healing, the, the transformation, mm -hmm. I think anyone can tell, well, not anyone, but if one looks externally separate, if you look at the external political situation and the characters involved on, on both sides, perhaps uh, of, of the two major parties, but also we, we just see the, the Kaepernick situation. Yes. Um, we just celebrated or guess commemorated September 11th. Mm. Um, as I talk to people, and I'm sure as you, as you two might, might talk to people, there's where some, so many of us are, are on edge, mm. whether you want to attribute it to trauma or attribute it to just the, 
the, the throes of life, but how do we create that beloved community day in, day out? So people might want to come to your, your session, not necessarily to be activist, but just to no. create some kind of healing in their own home or in their well, own church. Well, it starts or, within or, ourselves. Or at, at their workplace. So there's mm-hmm. so much uh, that I'm so excited to have, have you guys on. Lucy, mm-hmm. we're going to take a brief uh, just just music break, and we'll be back with uh, Victoria Criscal and, and uh, John Levi Lewis from the Connecticut Center for Nonviolence. Uh, and, it's just, and again, just before we go, Lucy, when John referenced the media, one of the pleasures of being involved with WNHH is, and here I'm very, very biased about this, that again, with Shaf- Shafiq has had his show. Yeah. Shaf- Shafiq-, Shafiq has talked about police people, the Dateline, Paul, Paul has talk- and the community. Paul Bass has talked about it. We have the Friday show with the pundits. So this forum, the WNHH and Lucy and crew and Paul and crew, is providing a chance for for for, for the people's forum, the the people's media. So, um, Lucy, let's go to a brief music break, and we'll be right back with the Tom Ficklin show. So we're, uh, we're, we're back with the Tom Ficklin show and Victoria and, uh, uh John uh, Lewis, we were chatting about oh, generational impact, uh, abolitionism, the, the, the movement, uh, 2017, just, this is, you know, 2016 and a date on Monday, but we, not that your uh, initiative, the Connecticut center for nonviolence will be eternal, but it's here for, it's here for a little while. And even after we've left the planet with you, kind of having people go through the training, understand the impact of it. This is what it's about. The, what, what is the informational trans, transfer? How do people kind of continue? How do, well, essentially, we're talking about how do we, in my mind, can we as a species evolve? Can, can we stop killing one another? I mm-hmm. mean, you know, we, we've, we've spouted it in the, in, the, in the various wisdom texts, do not kill. But some, some way, it still kind of <laughs> continues. So um, 
how can we in, in fact uh, abolish the, the the desire the need the 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 evidence of uh, being violent toward one another evil toward one another but but John I guess wanted to ask you to share a little bit about the impact of some of your fa- your your male fa- family members and the impact of, of them on your on on where you see yourself in this in this particular historical moment I think that um, again generationally there's one of the things that I, I studied um, uh, it was called cellular memory. And, and and what they're saying is that there's just that DNA, that cellular aspect of us, our biological, psychological process that could and would kind of reflect some of our ancestors mm-hmm. or those individuals that you come out of, mm-hmm. uh, according to the DNA, mm-hmm. without them, you ever even meeting them. And I do know and I understand my, my grandfather's name was Levi mm-hmm. uh, McLaurin, and he uh, was very much uh, in, in spirit, you know, as far as a pastor and a bishop. But he was just different in his approach and some of the things that he talked about, not so much in the confines of religion, mm-hmm. but he was really connected, mm. you know. And then my father's father, he was an Indian. They call him Johnny Blackbottom, mm. mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. so he mm-hmm. was connected mm-hmm. with nature. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you do the combination of the two, yes. you know, that's why I believe that I have great balance Good. in my ability to be able to communicate in from a spiritual perspective mm-hmm. with all people from all walks of life, yes. uh, being able to uh, interact with them. And so I'm not saying that's the only way that you can do that, but we must also remember to just be open, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, and that's what helps mm-hmm, me do. So generationally, mm-hmm. I know I've inherited uh, some of that. Tremendous. And, and we know what's going on in, in the Dakotas as we speak. Oh, yeah. uh, in fact, I'm going to an, an event, uh, the deeper change is, is having there, having an event on, on genes- generational kind of genocide. But, mm. but Victoria, you mentioned that in terms of your ancestry, someone was a, a suffragette or an abolitionist. Yes. Or? Uh, back in the day, there's something here in America called the Wilmot Proviso, which mm-hmm. was one of my great, uh, great um, uncles who was actually a congressman, I believe, who uh, when New Mexico became a state, he wanted to make it law that there would not be there would no slavery would be allowed in the new states mm-hmm. coming in. Mm-hmm. That's been in my bloodline as well as I love to hear pastor talk about that native connection. I have Lakota blood in me as well. And mm-hmm. Two grandmothers that raised me, one uh, step-grandmother, one grandmother. Yes. One was uh, Irene, who was a devout Christian. The other was Lizzie, who was a, uh, Elizabeth Montgomery, who was a costume designer for Broadway. She was British mm. and she adopted me for a while. And she was a Buddhist. Yes. So yes, I lived yes. between the Christian and the Buddhist uh, influences, which was all about peace and uh, the long haul, so to speak. And Excellent. Yeah, massive influence in the arts. So music was a part of all of that. Mm -hmm, One mm -hmm. grandmother sang, the other made everything out of cloth and could create and paint anything you'd ever want to see. But with that influence of the arts and also understanding through the Buddhist perspective that all life is connected, everything is connected Mm -hmm. to everything else. Everything we do reflects on the next thing that we Mm -hmm. do. And Mm -hmm. Dr. Martin Luther King said it. He said, we are inexplicab- inexplicably tied in yes. a single garment of destiny. Yes. Whatever yes. happens to one individually happens to all. Say that again, Victoria. We are inexplic- inexplicably linked, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever happens to one happens to all. That's right. paraphrasing. Right, mm-hmm. right, great, great, great. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's just, just so key. And again, you're listening to the Tom Ficklin Show and Victoria Criscow is with us and John Lewis, Pastor Lewis is with us as well, the Connecticut Center for Nonviolence. If people want more information, if they want to get involved, if they want to kind of join you on this journey, critique your journey, come out and find out what, what this is all about. You may have some people that are opposed to what, what they're hearing and, 
and you, they're, they're, it's an open. You mentioned the. We welcome some, everybody's sometimes conversation. The, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, we talk about people on the. I guess it was Paul or Peter. Somebody had a trans- transformation on the Damascus Road, so <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, people be- change their names. So it's just it's fascinating to kind of see what what it is to be human. So people can, can come out on when again? They come out September twenty third and twenty fourth, and come out for an introduction. Uh, to it's about sixteen hours, fourteen hours of training in Kingian nonviolence conflict reconciliation. And really, we're inviting everybody. Um, so I know some police officers may be there, some <laughs> uh, teachers, some. Uh, youth the black lives matter individuals john's been clergy Mm -hmm. so we are encouraging everyone um to come out everyone that is a young adult up to adult age because the youth program is separate for reasons that um, we don't need to go into but definitely we would like to invite all people to come out and really see what it's like to interact in these very very vital conversations about our about our great racial divide which is Mm -hmm. honestly true and Mm -hmm. real and also about um the breadth of violence see we're addicted to violence in this country Mm. and we've Mm. we've created Mm. a militaristic Mm. society Mm. where there's allowed to be in Mm. police in small towns are allowed to have tanks the size of you know war Mm -hmm. war machines Mm -hmm. and we have just become so addicted to this militaristic mentality power over rather than power with and Mm -hmm. we as a center for nonviolence, continue to recognize that it doesn't within every single soul is the capacity for a much greater love Mm. and that at the center of nonviolence, Martin Luther King says, stands the principle of love. Mm. So we need to dial up the love. It Mm -hmm. exists. We Mm -hmm. increase the peace. Mm -hmm. We're proactive. We're not wanting to we're wanting to tell the truth about what's here and also in, ignite people to recognize that they don't have to stand by and watch it happen, yes. that they can take a stand, they can move things forward in a much more progressive, altruistic, much more um, beneficial way for everybody. Because yes. certainly if one person wins, we're all going to win. Mm-hmm, you see, mm-hmm, it's it's mm-hmm, that unfortunate, mm-hmm. uh, continuous a replication that we have of of dissing people, of insulting people, of of getting what's mine, getting what's yours, and it's that's those are all divides, yes, and yes. they they don't really we're so much greater than that, and mm-hmm. we're only using a very small portion of our brain. What mm, would happen mm, if we start mm, to expand mm, our brain power, mm, right? Mm, and mm. this is where this work can kind of oil. And, and massage your brain, massage your thoughts, yes. open your heart to bring you to a greater conversation. And once that happens, then more can be moved Amen. forward. Amen. Mm-hmm. And Victoria, Amen. And John, just before I come to you, Victoria, mm-hmm. I think you also referenced when we were just off air mm-hmm. in 2017. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you guys are you're here. So what's what's cooking? We're here. 2017. Well, for one thing, we're working with the um, high school and the community school for social justice mm-hmm. here in New Haven, mm-hmm. and we're working on a program uh, supported by the Carolyn Foundation, where we're going to be working with youth in that school to create um, social action through the Kingian principles. That's going to go all the way through 2017. And then also in Hartford, we're producing an event, which I'd like to see around the nation eventually. We're honoring the actual day that Martin Luther King passed, because Uh, we all celebrate his birthday, yes. but then what do we do with well, it? April 4th. So, right? April 4th, exactly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what we are doing is we're creating a, a project called the Great American Giveaway, and we'll talk about that as we progress. And that is an event where we say, he gave his life, what are you willing to give? Mm-hmm. And we're invited, it's a, a mm-hmm. social justice arts festival meets health festival meets uh, cooking uh, meets 
people come together and all the services are given absolutely at no cost to Boy. everybody who arrives. J- John, I know you want to jump in, please. No, well, I wanted to also add Thank in you. with Thank the training, uh, mm-hmm. also that it's, it's free, so therefore the spaces are limited also that uh, for the two-day course, so we want people to, you know, that mm-hmm. want to be involved in that definitely uh, get signed and go up to the, go to the website, uh, as Ms. Victoria uh had mentioned, but also Tom, and, and we want to understand where we are with the PD. I just want to mm, go right ab- back to that. Absolutely, the PD. Absolutely, because right we're now, going through changes yes, here, and, and mm-hmm. right now, uh, you know, New Haven's not Ferguson; it's not Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And right now, we are uh, uh, leading. We are part of the leading on police and community mm. relations. Mm. We want to continue on to do that. We mm-hmm. want to continue, and thanks to the New Haven PD, like I said, that they have totally embraced the process of the training but i'm saying to the community also that the community we also have to work along with Mm -hmm. uh the new haven Mm -hmm. pd we have Mm -hmm. to work along with this whole process and it's not just about us pointing the fingers at them Mm -hmm. but we have to learn how to join in and be a part of this change we are change agents uh uh, you know we you know again you talk about the birth of a nation you know one of the movies that are coming out Mm -hmm. i'm watching the previews Mm -hmm. well we need to have the birth of nonviolence here, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. we have a nation of nonviolence. Mm-hmm. And, and again, mm-hmm. for those people that think that nonviolence is punkish, it's not. It was very courageous when you read the history and understand mm-hmm. the whole movement mm-hmm. of Dr. King was very mm-hmm. courageous mm-hmm. for me to, to, mm-hmm. to allow that for you. He, he went through what he went through and gave his life for the future, mm-hmm. even though he was not going to make it in the moment. Mm-hmm. Come on, that, mm-hmm. that, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. That he knew that mm-hmm. it put his life at risk for him to stand and do what he did for us, yes. who he didn't even meet. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. I never had the privilege to um, shake it. A lot of us have. So I'm saying we have to continue on the movement. Yes. We have to. And, and the other thing I want to say, it's personal. It is, again, it's great when we can come together. You said how people can help or how people can get involved. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. personal that you make a commitment to yourself that you will be nonviolent, that mm. you will find everything in your being to go beyond the moment that can cause harm to you or somebody else yes. and do the best that you can to reach beyond that moment. And this is what we help you learn the process and learn how to walk through, you know, because again, unless you get it, what happens with this training, you get it first before you think you can get it. Mm, I mean, mm, give it. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, you get it mm-hmm, first. It mm-hmm, transforms you mm-hmm, first. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, you can ask some of the um, people that's been through the training. Yes. It really starts to bring you back to your normality. Amen. Amen. And, and Victoria, let's, uh, as we kind of wind down for the next six or seven minutes, although I have, I also have not had a chance to uh, shake Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s hand, but there's somebody that's pr- part of your, Yes, your your organizational structure. Who has seen, shook, cried, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Bernard Lafayette. Mm-hmm. So just that 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 that's for us in terms of New Haven and and the and our peace mm. creation movement. But to have someone that's actually been there and so active with you and the share. So I mean, this is a jewel, a jewel opportunity. He's a jewel. So he's he and he's seventy six years old mm-hmm. now. So we all want to be around him as much as possible mm-hmm. as he matures uh but he from the moment he was with martin luther king april 4th the day he was shot Mm. 
and it was on the morning that they met because he was sending Bernard to Washington, D.C. to uh, uh, begin that whole Poor People's Campaign. And he told Bernard Lafayette, we must institutionalize and mm. internationalize mm. nonviolence. Mm. That's mm. your charge, mm. Bernard. Mm. And and he said, but I'll tell you more about that when I meet you in Washington. Mm. And then, of course, Bernard flew to Washington, and then that's when he heard the dreadful news that Martin had been assassinated. And that's why Bernard Lafayette says they think they shot him, but they missed. Mm. Because over the whole mm. last mm. 50 years, mm. this is all mm. Bernard Lafayette has done, mm. is he mm. continues to mm. teach. He has thousands and thousands and thousands of people trained in Kingian nonviolence mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all over the world. Nigeria, mm-hmm. Israel, Palestine, all over America, Germany. And um, whenever he's he's come to Connecticut uh Actually, about four or five times a year he comes here because he's always wanting to support CTCN because he says that we're doing the very work that Martin asked us to do. And because we have that devotion to see change and and what's fabulous, um, Tom, is who we've met, who Bernard and I have met Mm -hmm. in this journey as we've gone about, such as Pastor Lewis, such as uh, these officers he mentions at the PD and other trainers and other people that really want to see change, they stick with this. They work with us, and we build this process. If, if folks want to reach out and also mm-hmm. contribute and support their yes. certainly their time, their energy, but mm-hmm. also their resources, I mm-hmm. mean, you are a nonprofit. We're a nonprofit organization, and in fact, right now there have been immense Connecticut state funding cuts, enormous, all across the state. And so we are, we're, we are dependent on some of those dollars, and yet we also believe, as Principle 6 says, the universe is on the side of justice, mm. and we are fully aware that the balance that has to happen in our nation, this is part of the healing, part mm-hmm. of the great healing in our country that is needed at this time and continually after we're gone, way after we're gone. Yeah. This is the healing that is needed. Therefore, the universe will support us. But without a question of a doubt, we are in great need of financial support and so that we can continue mm-hmm. this work mm-hmm. uh, fluidly and we can offer our work free to the community. Yes, as you, as you, you see, like, for sure. four yeah. years now, all of these trainings for all of these people yeah. in Connecticut across the state have been free of charge. Mm-hmm. And that is now having to shift. Mm. So if if there were individuals who are capable of helping us support these trainings, we can, we can see change. And by the way, our evaluations are on our website as indeed, well. We indeed. have complete evaluations proving that we have changed the behavior of people's response yes. To violence. So if, people it, want, if mm-hmm. someone wants to write out the check right now, they should make it out to? Connecticut Center for Nonviolence. And, and send it to <laughs> P.O. Box 1085 Hartford, Connecticut, 06143. But really, you can come to our website also at ctnonviolence.org, and there's a PayPal button, and yes. you can make a donation directly yes. right yes. there. And I say that because we don't see as many radio telethons in terms of no, fundraising. as we, but we there's, need but, to. But, but, but we need to, and there mm-hmm. are organizations that it's— they're more entitled to it. It's it's it, it, it would be very nice for you to have that. Yes, um, thank you. We have about two minutes, so kind of closing com- one minute uh, closing comments, maybe for uh, John or, or or Victoria. Well, I just want to encourage everybody uh, once again to come out to the training that we're having. Go on the website; you can look and see where that's located at, and just get involved in really uh, creating this uh, beloved community. Mm-hmm. Become a part of it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say that peace is possible. It is possible to live in peace, and we're capable of it. So we encourage you to come and work with us. Well, on, on, on that note, I can't, I can't top that. That's p- peace is possible, and peace, peace is alive, and peace is happening, and, and we, we can make it happen. Thank you so much, Victoria and John. You, it's been John. a pleasure. Thank you so Thank much. You, yeah. Thank you.